What's happening, weirdos? Weirdos. We got an extra weird episode for you today. I know I always break it down like chapters, but I do. The the second half, the first half is great. You talk all about your your writer's retreat and share some of the practices and the techniques and the wisdom that you picked up in New Mexico with Mirabai Star. What a gift that is. We talk a little bit about parenting, what it's like for me to be alone with Leela, how you're so much better at it and why, and how the man, the man network of dads sucks compared to the mom network, and we all have to work on that as a, as a group. Um, and then the second part, we get into some really interesting stuff, and I just... I don't know, whenever I get the chills and I'm moved almost to tears, I'm like, you got to listen. It's in the second half, the part about the the born ultimatum, I know. <laughs> but it it was really helpful to get to. So the second half has got some very interesting juice, but the whole episode is wonderful. And it was so great to finally be back together and to chat. Yeah. 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 All right. So give it a, a listen before you do that. Check out these Pete's you, picks. You were, you were like ready to wrap this up. Yeah. There's only one Pete's pick. There's only one Pete's pick up top and it's Alpha Brain. Katie, roll that beautiful bean footage. And we're brought to you by our friends today at Onnit. Alpha Brain, I was just packing my bag to go on the road. Alpha Brain is such a huge, huge part of my life. Actually, I did a show at Dynasty Typewriter last night and someone had me autograph their Alpha Brain bottle, which I thought was hilarious and wonderful. And they knew I would appreciate that. I just packed up. I was putting my Alpha Brain black label in the bag. It's a tight bag. I travel with one backpack. Not a lot of room in there, but I never, never, never don't travel pretty much anywhere without Alpha Brain. It's in my car, it's in my travel bag, it's in the pockets of my jackets. What is it? It's a nootropic. What's that? It's earth-grown ingredients that help you concentrate, help you focus, help you dial in. It helps your brain work. It's not a stimulant. It's not like caffeine. It doesn't get you jittery. It doesn't get you wired. It gets you in that flow. If you need to concentrate, if you need to answer emails, if you need to write a script, if you need to do stand-up, if you need to do podcast, or if you just need your brain functioning clearly and well, Alpha Brain 15, 20 minutes before you do that task makes a huge noticeable difference. It is a game changer in my life. I wish I knew about it in college. I'm so glad I know about it now. Give it a try. Support your brain and you'll be supporting this show. Go to onnit, O-N-N-I-T dot com slash weird. You'll get 10% off everything you see on that landing page. And those uh, sales help support the show. Helps keep the lights on here. We appreciate that. It'll keep your lights on. Keep your brain running smooth. I take it constantly before every show, before I sit down at my desk, on it, alpha brain, on it.com slash weird. And everybody, I'm in St. Louis this weekend and I'm in Utah next weekend and more dates will be there. Also, uh, my monthly show at Largo in Los Angeles, largo-la.com. All right, everybody. Get into it. You forgot, didn't you? <laughs> I know. You forgot. I forgot. In fact, hello. I just wanted to say. <laughs> start with in fact. In fact. In fact, for instance. <laughs> Ron Funches used to have a bit about a rap song that starts with, and I probably fucked your bitch. Like, but it starts <laughs> with, and I probably, like, there's something. I actually, I had a friend. You know that song? Oh, no, that's a, that, oh. Oh, that's a real song. Yeah, yeah, the, jo- the joke is that can you believe there's a real song and the first line is and i probably fucked your bitch i maybe i'm just in a good mood and happy to be sitting with you but i'm like 
That is so funny to me. Does it? Like as a premise, it's so funny. But I also think the rapper is being really funny. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, Doesn't it's, the it's disrespectful Kanye... that you don't even let them hear the first line. <laughs> Yeah. Like he's like, you don't even get to hear the whole thing. I know. I don't know what Ron's take is, so I'll stop riffing on it. <clears throat> Doesn't the Kanye song uh, start with, and I always find something wrong? Does it start like that? Well, that's the chorus. It is? I think so. I don't know. I I don't know. We don't talk about Kanye anymore. I'm sorry. We don't talk about Kanye. I talk. That's hilarious. (laughs) Is it? I've missed you. Yeah, you've just missed me. That's not hilarious. We don't talk about Bruno, but it's we don't talk about (laughs) Kanye is so funny to me. Also, I used to have a friend who would text me. I remember one time she texted me. Just like I hadn't heard from her in a couple days and she texted me, for instance, breakfast tomorrow. <laughs> and I thought that was yeah. really funny. I think the, I, the, I'm sure the French have a word for it. <clears throat> oh, you mean a joie de vie. A joie de vie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you picked a real French phrase. Yeah. Like menu. Yeah. Val, that's their word for list of foods they have. <laughs> Get off your high horse menu. You mean a list of foods you have? (laughs) Yeah. A crudely typed... Okay. Uh, I wanted to say, Burbigly and I were just talking, and I was talking about being alone. Everybody can hear it in my voice. I'm just like fucking pretty wrecked. And it's, it's, it's not just the five days alone with Lee, which was glorious, and there were all these incredible, never forget moments. Yeah. We went on the pier... And we watched, it was just so beautiful to watch our daughter, in my view, just be like the spirit of God, meaning Mm. completely boundaryless, borderless, meaning I'm kind of walking around in a simulation and unfortunately, and I don't mean nasty programming, nasty programming. I just mean like I have programming. Yeah. For example... Here's some a Mexican family fishing off the pier. Mm-hmm. It's not malicious. It's not bad. It's not great. But it's like, I go, that is not necessarily, I might smile or say, good morning. <coughs> mm-hmm. Leela's like, stop. What are you doing? Fishing. What is this? There's a little girl. They end up playing. They end up catching a fish. Her and the little girl are holding the fish. It's wiggling. They're di- like Leela's 10 Love out of 10 belly it. laugh. Yes. Now I'm talking to the family. And I mean, no fucking shit. I'm, th- it's not a conscious program. Yeah. It's just, I'm not talking to anybody. So it's not a racial thing. I'm just, I'm getting a little sweaty that it sounds like I'm making a racial thing. I'm just like, that's just not, if I see a comedian, right. I know. If I see yeah. a fan, if I, maybe, maybe a dad with a similar age daughter or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, but for the most part, everybody's a background actor in my movie. Mm-hmm. Leela has no background actors. Everybody's no. a star. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. Yes. Everybody's a star. So she's holding the fish. And to me, I'm like, this is sort of a little morbid, but it that didn't overtake it because yeah. it would flop and flip. Turns out fish live fucking forever after you catch them it's oh oh it's yeah. crazy yeah, yeah i mean hours i think yeah, if they're in a moist so. bag they're just in there fucking dying it's i, I didn't i didn't mean to take it this way there were two little girls though speaking of a dad with a similar age other he did i didn't even notice but there she was 
And now they're holding a fish and it's flopping. And look, there's a darkness to it. There's something sort of strange about it. But it also was the cutest thing. A crowd gathered Uh. and three little girls were passing around a fish that would flop. And when it flopped, they screamed with laughter. I know. And the thing is, is like, I, you know, I've been so interested in this. We've been talking about it more about how like everything in life is in the tension of, you know, oversimplification is in the tension of good and bad. Right. And it's like, a little girl holding a fish. <clears throat> exactly. And yeah. I have the sweetest, like I would say most of my good childhood memories are like revolved around fishing because it would be like that's what we did in the summers my brother loved it more than anything like the family story is that you know he was like a teenage boy and you couldn't get him up for anything except fishing but if at four in the morning you whispered in his ear let's go fishing he would like pop right up why he loves it he still loves it it's oh i I don't i don't mean why like i don't understand fishing i don't understand your brother who is a you know a sleepy a sleep loving man yeah a, a nine like you i can't imagine why I think it's because he he loves he does love it like he has that kind of brain where he'll get really into the different knots that you can make and the different lures and how you use them and like yeah this isn't he helping loves me that you're stuff. in deep sleep and you're like I can tie knots but so that's the first <laughs> layer so he does love doing it oh I can and tie knots with a very thin string that's hard to see in the morning I think it's more like. I can use this lure to get a fish. I get, and this. then I'll get a fish, and I'll feel like I made the right choice. I like get I know, it. You I'm know. not a total Kringus. When this guy was fishing, we were even like sending vibes, like fish vibes. It's really fun when he when get you one. catch a fish. It is so fun. Yeah, and it's not like hunting where <clears throat> a thing just kind of kneels down and goes, oh, and it's, no. it's like a fun floppy friend that yeah. you pull up and. No, you <laughs> actually, I know friend. you would love it. And you probably are going to have to no, go gonna fishing because Leela really wants to fish right no, now. She's a little warrior. She's a little She hunter. wants to hunt and fish. She, did I tell the story about the like bow and arrow where we have a little. Yeah, it's going to pierce the skin. And, yeah, yeah you she's did. really into that. And then we actually had a conversation about fishing where I told her because she's just been asking about fishing before this. She even ran into this little girl. Uh, and I told her stories about how I used to go fishing and then like my grandma would fry up the fish and, you know, and she was like, I know some, <laughs> this is how she worded it. She's like, I know some people who they catch the fish and then they let the fish go. This is what Leela said. No, yeah. she said that to me too. And so I she's said, aware of catch and release. Yeah. I said, that's what I would do now. And she was like. Yeah, but usually, because she's been using usually wrong, she's like, but usually I would want to eat it. <laughs> and I was like, Ugh, This is yeah. perfect. And I'm, I mean, this is us. what I'm saying. It's like in the tension of, of, so it's like my sweetest childhood memories. But then I also have a memory of like watching a fish die in the, the ice chest and feeling yeah. really sad about it. No, when I was a kid, there, there's a music video, the what? is it 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 what is it and there's a goldfish <laughs> dying i know it sounds like i just made that up <laughs> it definitely does. there was a goldfish dying in the video and i couldn't watch that like yeah. that disturbed me yeah so had i known at the time that that goldfish has a good two hours he's fine 
like he'll, he's, he's going off the moisture in the air. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it takes a while. But no, yeah, Leela's fierce. But anyway, that story was precious. And this is what I was telling Berbiglia. One of the reasons why, I, I hope you don't mind I said this, but I was like, it's, it's the kind of thing Mikey would say too. I was like, Val is just better at it. Wait for it. It's not just because you're a lady. Uh, it is partially because you're, I'm just kidding. Um, better at being alone with Leela, but I was like, you know why? I was like, the network is good. Like you have a good network. And yeah. both Burbigs and I were like, the dude dad network fucking blows. Yeah. And this isn't true everywhere, I'm sure. I'm just saying he and I, <laughs> I have to be so political. Just so you know, I'm not saying everybody's this way, but like when we're alone with Lee, I'm part of the problem too. I'll text somebody as we're on our way to the park because I'm so overwhelmed mm -hmm. that I can't think mm -mm. ahead to be like, tomorrow at 11, let's all go to the park, which is what it seems like the moms are doing. Yes. Like planning and thriving and gathering together and co-parenting. And now the kids are... Like, it was so hard to get a couple dads together or anybody together. It was just a fail. And it was mostly because of how I was doing it. Yeah. Because the way I am is, you know, there's a beautiful part to this. And there's also just like a, this is what you get. Mm -hmm. No, it is. <laughs> you're I'm really just right here or whatever. Yeah, it's a you're really touching on something that is well, twofold. One, one is, I've had a lot one more, of the folds. One of the folds is that I have had just a lot more practice at this than you have, even when she was a baby. Yeah. So so it because I would go on the road or something. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's so it derives from five years of knowing, like, all right, you're going to be gone. I have to have things planned. I know what to do because if, like, in the the early years, you know what it is. Sorry, early years. In the early years, I was so overwhelmed that I didn't. I I know that exact no, feeling. No, <clears throat> the experience scared me into going like, "Don't fuck around." Yeah, you like, have to take this coming. seriously. <laughs> it's your Bilbo, and the dwarves are coming over for dinner. It's just your daughter. Yes, but, but it's like you don't even have a moment right. to like think. Yes, so they barge in. Yes, and they're breaking plates uh. and they're singing songs and there's a lot of like, "Yo ho ho!" Like it's very. <laughs> much like 20 dwarves just came in and yeah. you're like but i but i want to yes. i have an email i have to you're like it's not gonna happen no you have to surrender everything and but that's that, the only see, way to i would try it. that and then like what i didn't realize and what i would like if you were leaving i'm about to leave town if you were leaving town mm -hmm. i would be a googling yeah. like what's a camp that we can audit <laughs> Like, we don't even have to sign up. We're just coming yeah. for however many days you're gone. Because it's no fucking joke. Yeah. And we went to, like, trampoline places and mm -hmm. jumping, jamming. And but you it's did still, do good. There's, I know, but there's nothing like going to a trampoline place. So driving 30 minutes, getting there. I'm not even complaining. I'm just saying this is what it is. Mm -hmm. You get 90 minutes. You jump around. You're like, I've done it. I'm a fucking killer dad. I'm like the best dad. Yeah. You play a video game. You play the claw game. You whatever. And then you're leaving and you look at the clock and it's 11 a.m. <laughs> yes. It's 11 a.m. And you're like, no. 
it's just these long ass summer days every, are brutal. Every day. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. I know. But t- you go ahead. No, I'm, I wanted- I'm so with you. The other thing, though, that I wanted to circle back and talk about the second fold is that. Oh, yeah. There were two folds, weren't there? You do develop. Uh, well, I shouldn't say this. I should say I I have experienced myself and seen my friends develop this like whole other personality after they had a kid where you just start thinking about everything five steps ahead like Mm. you're like to like a thought will come in where i'm like all right i think we're gonna go to the beach so i need to make sure i pack sunscreen yeah and i'm just all like yeah but that's like tomorrow that's happening yeah. tomorrow like no, i know we're going to the this zoo tomorrow why... part of my brain is already yes thinking of the bag i'm gonna pack for the zoo and look i've never packed a bag <laughs> no i took Dad, it to the pier and i was like we'll find shade <laughs> yes <laughs> and we did and i bought her a little sun hat uh, look, I'm not. I'm not resting on that excuse. It's a classic. Yeah, I want to get better, and Lord knows if I had even more time alone with her, I'd have to get better. But this is what you're doing it, and I'm. I get stressed out packing a bag for just me, and when we go on a little trip, like we went to Disney, you're packing your bag and you're packing Leela's bag. It's yeah. just like a moment of preach. Thank for you. me to have to deal with the guilt. <laughs> yeah. The, do you know what it's like? I'm appreciating me. What you go through to experience yeah, the guilt just, that I always pack yes, bags. I'm throwing together a bag. I look over at you. <laughs> you're packing a bag and Leela's bag. And I'm like, oh, oh, I'm a piece of shit. You know, it's hard, Val. I'm so sorry that you have to go through that. That's what uh, I wanted. That's what I wanted. But the shitty thing about having developing that whole other personality where you're thinking about five things ahead is that it makes you a little bit more uptight and then the moms become the, the not fun ones. And there's ones. a boo. I feel like boo. Yeah, boo a to boo. that. <laughs> I feel sucks. like we're two ladies right now because I <laughs> and I feel like I'm talking shit about me. Like I've now left and I'm now Doris, so your girlfriend and I smoke thin lady cigarettes. <laughs> Yes. And I'm saying like, girl, that Doris. is Doris. Ooh, I am Doris. A you very a- modern 80? name. Nope. I'm 29. <laughs> Doris, the 29-year-old smoking, smoking pencil Virginia pen. Slims. Yep. Because I've come a long way, baby. I'm just saying like, what a fucking shit show. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. On the record, well, what a shit show. This, this dynamic. I'm not complaining about this, but it is very interesting because I've been on a retreat and it was so amazing. You were on a writer's retreat. A writer's in New retreat Mexico. with Mirabai Star. And I got to sleep in a king bed by myself. But you're a lady. Wake up. <laughs> it was a queen bed when I was done. With <laughs> oh my God. I that? don't even know what that means. And I, I don't love know it. either. Um, <laughs> I've had a three way, meaning I've slept on a twin bed. <laughs> <laughs> um,. And and I would wake up and I would take a shower and I would have coffee and I would dr- do a beautiful drive to the retreat center and I w- and we would uh, I started the day by dancing. We would my friend Adriana does a, a cl- movement class called Body Temple and it's like so beautiful like somatic dance with all these women and two dudes uh, and then we'd have breakfast and then we would 
write, and then we would eat lunch, and then we would write. Little cucumber sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. Do you have little cucumber, <laughs> little cucumber sandwiches? sandwiches. But In it was the like, sun with a big floppy purple hat. It was so heavenly. Yeah. And you, I got to experience something that I, <laughs> I almost am like, I could see an argument for like, just don't experience it until you don't your kid isn't at your house, which is just, just like, don't experience, don't it. have this experience that I'm about to say oh. until you can have that for the rest of your life. Because I got to like experience being regulated, rested, yeah. creatively fulfilled, scheduled, scheduled. I didn't have to think about a meal at all. The meals were made for me. Yeah. It was so delicious that it was like, yeah, Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. And it's it was so nice but it Mirabai addressed it which is great cuz she was like, you know, reentry after a retreat is really hard and she said, "Honestly, it's an opportunity for heartbreak." <laughs> and I was like, wow. "Yeah. I didn't experience that. I was so happy to see you guys, but yesterday was I was with Leela all day and I was like, "Right." You don't get to do the things you want to do. No, it's hard for me even coming back from the road just because I'm like, this is so unregimented. Mm-hmm. I know I've said this a million, but it's like when you're trying to get flights and you're trying to get cars and you're trying to get to a set and you're trying to do your time and then you come here and it's like, what? We're going to the park. Why are we rolling Play-Doh on the ground? You know, it's just like <laughs> yeah. you just can't handle it. Why uh, don't you tell the folks a little bit about what you learned mm. during your writer's retreat? Okay. Because not everybody, me, for example, gets to go on. I'm just okay. kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I didn't get to go on this writer's retreat. No. But why don't you tell us? Why don't you give us a little of that flavor? Sure. Well, the... I'm so sorry. We have to go to the middle. <laughs> um, first person, use promo first. Per, get first person. Sorry, just one second. Get firstperson.com. Use promo code weird. Boost your serotonin. I'm just, this isn't real. You can do your. I can, you can't, can I can. You can uh, okay. But I mean, the um, ad, the facts are real. <laughs> that is true. And I did use it on, on this trip because no, I. I know it's great. Well, what the personally, the, the benefit was. Um, one of them was that I do get, I have anxiety about being alone and I had a bad retreat. The yeah. longtime listeners of We Made It Weird will remember because it happened while we were doing the podcast yeah. that I tried to do a silent retreat and, and came home because it was yeah. bringing up a lot of trauma and I sort of re-traumatized myself. Um, and so that was four or no that was only three years ago is that right well, three or four years ago little Leela. i know and um and so i was really kind of nervous about it i, I mentioned that already yeah no we podcast. were all nervous i was yeah. nervous yeah and once i got there you know i just knew it was a different setup it was i was with people we could talk. <laughs> I was with embodied people who put the bodies for, I mean, the amount of times Mirabai and the other women of this retreat said like, just do whatever your body needs. Like listen to your body. <laughs> Sorry, but did anyone fart? When that <laughs> just do whatever your body needs. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Okay. Roy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but, <laughs> 
so I knew it was an embodied safe space, but still, you know, there were some nerves and it took a lot of me being like, this isn't that this yeah. retreat. Isn't that wasn't that a mantra experience. for you? This isn't that. Yeah. And it, in, I would say that was necessary the first day, maybe not even the full day where I just was really felt like I was actively trying to stay regulated. And then after that, I just sunk into it and I wasn't, scared at all and i enjoyed every minute what? of being alone yeah that's I rare lo- it's really rare. i'm not trying to push a pete's pick but if you can up your which is it i always forget golden hour no 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 what oh. does it what hormone does it oh oxytocin oxytocin yeah yeah so if there are mushrooms so you can take that increase i've been doing it before shows yeah and it, i realized that like taking first person i mean Meaning trying to up my oxytocin before I go and my serotonin. <laughs> Meaning if you can go on stage with feel good chemicals. Yeah. Turns out that's like hugely important for me. Yeah. And it kind of feels embodied in a way that you've understood before me. Mm-hmm. Meaning obviously I'm taking alpha brain and, and magic mind. And those things have a lot of brain benefits. And then I know oxytocin and serotonin are in your brain as well but there's something different about like getting those flowing oh yeah and when i'm doing comedy it turns out hmm, like 60 percent of it is me getting in the mood mm. to like be funny that i mean i think that's and, like, true getting about happy. everything in life i do too like, i, I think want my like- surgeon to be in a good mood I right. want him to be whistling as he's cutting my nards off. Okay, I don't know why I picked that, guys. There just hasn't been a laugh in a while, so I'm going, I'm going big. Okay, good. Really big, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, Huge old nards, two basketballs, and a tiny little baby carrot. Is that, like, you? men don't want brag big about, balls. yeah. No, it's just big balls, metaphorically. Right, right, right. Yeah. You only want... Uh, figurative big balls yeah but um, you don't want tiny little balls i think that would be nice oh if we're trimming <laughs> get rid of the balls all together who yeah. needs no. the fucking nah. gas tank on the outside no one why should our stomach just hang out in a pouch as well yeah oh we have to keep them cool <laughs> shut up <laughs> fucking dumbass dick keep it cool these have to be cool at times and warm at other times yeah, do it on the inside like a decent penis. <laughs> I'm sorry, the person watching our kid had to. Um, no, I see. What, I was like, what's it, up? It, she's just giving me updates. That's right. We um, got a babysitter for one hour so we could do this, and I'm so glad we did. But boy, am I feeling a little bit stressed. <laughs> so, um, so that felt like a real, you know, that just was nice to be like, okay, I slipped into that mode. And then the other thing was I was having all of these physical ailments leading up to this retreat. And it could have been the anxiety of it, but I think it was more than that. Like I was having headaches and stomach aches for like two or three weeks every day. I know. And once I started moving my body, meditating, writing like getting back into my resistance will make you feel sick that's what it is and if you don't write you're gonna get diarrhea ladies and gentlemen Stephen Pressfield just called into the podcast (laughs) resistance is gonna fuck up your stomach and give you the water shit so you better write or get a new pair of undies but That that's that an so excellent good. impression. What is the thing that you always say that is so him? Like, don't put it past resistance. Don't put it past resistance <laughs> to wake you up in the morning just to put you back to sleep. <laughs> when I was living on the road, 
This is such a good impression. It's such, it, it, everybody it's making stop me listening sad. to this and go listen to War of All Art. my best it's, impressions are like people very niche. <laughs> when I was living in an empty gas station in St. Louis, I used to eat one bean a day. And that's all I needed. My old typewriter and my boots under my bed. And Resistance fucking hated it. <laughs> But the angels, but the, the angels knew. But the angels came to me. <laughs> I love that book. And it. And it's I great. listened to that book on this retreat because I was in such a feminine space that it was nice to have the like balance. Oh, interesting. Of, of pure masculine. Oh, just like Val, sit down. And, I'm so sorry, but I love this because you're always rubbing off on me. And if there's a little like, yeah, but don't forget, oh. like sometimes it's nice to have a guy like Stephen Pressfield just kind of kick you in the nuts. Oh, a hundred percent. It's nice. And, and it, yeah, you That's just need a balance. And yeah. you know, one of the things that I listened to, I was, I had the conversation with somebody at the retreat about this. I was listening to this, the ch- chapter where he's talking about making yourself an incorporated, like an, you know, like me incorporated. Yeah. And he's like, I, when I found LLC. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> When I found out that writers do that, I thought this was genius because it gives you a little bit of distance so that you don't take criticisms too personally, but also you stand up for your art easier. Mm -hmm. It's easier to stand up for your corporation than for yourself. Pepsi is just a name uh, that a group of people gave a sugar water company. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it helps. You go, at Pepsi, we do not tolerate that. That's right. Like when you fire somebody, that yeah. is not the Disney way. Yes. You know what? Absolutely. There's no Disney. Yeah. And I yeah. was telling somebody that who was like, you know, she was writing a book, but she was embarrassed to say that she was writing a book. Like she's still, mm-hmm. and I and that just, that kind of masculine like, just own it and do whatever it takes to own it so that you respect yourself. And like, this will become a thing the second you say that it's worth being a thing. Yeah, And that is, that's such a beautiful, to me, it, I read that as masculine energy, like a, such a beautiful use of, like, don't make yourself small. You wrote, Val, you wrote a screenplay. Like, yeah. That's not nothing. Right. And in fact, it's as much as you say it is. So if you say it's nothing, then it is. It's funny that you're saying that, though. We've been having a lot of conversations about, and this came up in your writer's retreat, you need to have that, the green light, and the flow. Michael Gunger and I were talking about this, too, is that he starts every day by like improvising songs with his looping pedals, and I think he posts them. It's great. Follow Michael Gunger on Instagram. They're funny and interesting. Mm-hmm. So he just totally lets the faucet run. Yeah. But then like the second step, and this has been coming up a lot, is so essential because yes. it's possible to completely delude yourself yeah. and be like, isn't this incredible? That's right. I'm telling you, this is a thing. That's right. And I found out about me, about me personally, nothing is so surprisingly upsetting Mm -hmm. than someone walking into a party. Let's say it's a party of projects and every project is a person, but a lot of the projects are refined and polished and edited and sweated over. And, and there was embarrassment and there was like, is this good embarrassment? Mm -hmm. Good. Like I got to get this Mm -hmm. right. I want to trim it like a bonsai tree perfectly and 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 dream about it and and wait on it and and all of that and then something just a guy just walks into that party 
in a white suit and is like, hey, hey, I'm a project too. <laughs> yeah. That like offends the part of me that's like, no, mm-hmm. look, it doesn't matter. Like cosmically, I'm sure it doesn't really truly deeply like absolute reality matter. Yeah. But we're pretending it matters. Yeah. And we like, I, I mean, I guess it does matter too. But like you're fucking up the whole game. Mm-hmm. You can't just stand next to the president mm-hmm. in the same suit with the same pin and be like, Let's go to the Situation Room. Like, you don't get to. You weren't elected. Does this make sense? Absolutely. And the way that Mirabai uh, explained it was she, because our practice was she, the whole time, was that she would give us a prompt. We would write without stopping for 15 minutes, and then we would get into groups and read what we had written without editing. So it was, (coughs) because it was sort of writing as a spiritual practice. So it's like, (coughs) doing whatever it takes to get to see how you truly feel about something, mm. you know, and like to what know, was the prompt? know yourself. One was the heart of my heartbreak is. The heart of my heartbreak? Yeah. And then there's another one that was just like, I am, I am, and you write, you know, I am this or mm. I am from. Another one was, um, let me think. There were, there were, if you, if you only knew, and then you just like, if you only knew that I, blah, blah, blah. You oh, know. well, did I shit my pants the other day? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did. Ah. Right in this office, I shit my pants. <laughs> there should be a book about <laughs> of shit pants stories, and it should be called, I Thought It Was a Fart. I mean, that's just what it is. Yeah. I think you are the man to write this. <laughs> Actually, Oh, my God. I need to green light it and tell people this is a thing. Yeah. Make it your incorporation. I thought it was a fart. A collection of pants shitting stories and i could just ask all the (gasps) all the famos that i know mine isn't even that good because i'm doing this fasting thing that i'm really loving and fasting two days a week uh one of the days after my fast we went to a big big breakfast and um, we all see we we get it (laughs) yeah i sort of overdid it at this big big breakfast (laughs) big big breakfast and then i came back with the big big breakfast it's weird to think that i had the big big breakfast with me you think you went there and you ate it and it's done but really i was carrying it in my stomach ball pouch my interior nut sack my stomach okay this is (laughs) well that's a callback and then i was sitting at the computer and I have we ever talked about when you ca- kind of have to poop, you get this warm, like hide and go seek feeling. Oh yeah. And for me, we, that's we, we have talked. Yeah, about we that. have. And for me, that's a very creative place. Like it oh. makes me want to like write. I always wanted to play with action figures when I felt that way, or and in this mm. case, I wanted to journal. I felt like I had figured something out about my parents, and I wanted to write it down. Yeah. And I sat down to write, and I was just like, oh, I think there's a little. And then I was like, oh, oh, it was the most authentic thing that's ever happened. (laughs) Meaning I told you later, I was like, I wish a camera had been on my face. Like I wish I had been recording the intro or something. Oh my God. Because you can't fake. Like if I did it in a movie, I'd be like, Oh brother, you know, like and make like a funny face. It's like, I'm even trying to imagine what what face you would make. And I don't know what face I made, but it's like surprise, but also like, that's a fun acting game challenge. Humility. It's humility. Yeah. There's a humility (laughs) to it. There's like a, there's a lot and it was nursed. It was nursed. Oh God. And it took a while. I mean, what took a while? Like selling everything. There wasn't shit everywhere, but I was just like paranoid i'm like you know you really do fall apart with me. i do 
I'm in here shitting my pants. I'm texting people. Nobody wants to hang out. I'm going to a, to a fucking trampoline place. It feels... And then, and then and it's, then it's 11, 11 a.m. Yeah. Feels nice to be needed. Sorry, I just um, I couldn't resist that prompt. No, that was if you real only thing. knew. <laughs> a few days ago, in this very room, I thought it was a fart dot com. I thought it was a fart dot com slash book forward slash npr. Oh my god! Meaning no poop right <laughs> now. <laughs> npr in. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Well, just to finish this point. Yeah. Uh, so. We we wrote very freely, and she said, like, your critic will come in and tell you, like, what a bad writer you are and how terrible all of this is. And she was like, and just tell them to get the hell out, mm. which is also great masculine energy. Yeah. But she's like, but then after, invite it back in yeah. as the editor. Yeah. And, and she really also helped me see for the first time editing as... Uh, or it reminded me that editing is also a, a creative practice. Yeah. Like it's not just like, and then you get into your right brain. Oh my God. Right brain or left brain? Yeah. Left brain. I think it's right brain. Anyway. And then you're, no, I think right brain is. It doesn't matter. All right. Anyway. Uh, and then I you're like. It doesn't matter. Then you're just like being hyperlogical. Like, no, yeah, it's like you have computer. this beautiful puzzle piece and you're like creatively putting it back together. No, it's huge. But it's, it's. I don't, I'm, this sounds so pretentious and dumb, but I am finding it easier to think of it as I have this piece of art and I want to do the art justice. Mm. Like I want to make, so that it just takes the me out of it You're where it, I'm yeah. like, I'm not trying to be like perfect at this or I am, you know, where my worth is attached to it. It's like. There is this li- there is this poem. Mm. How do I do the poem justice? I love this. That's key. Thank you. I've been talking about that <laughs> lately. Like, so I'm working on my new hour. I'm about to go do it in St. Louis. Or if you're listening to this, the day came out. I'm in St. Louis right now, just furiously masturbating and <laughs> just getting ready for the show in a way that's you know spinning in a circle, masturbating. I, I call it the psych the the cyclone. Oh my the God. cyclone come come. Okay. 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 Anyway, all of the ladies at the retreat that found out I had a podcast are now turning it off. Go to a backlog one. <laughs> Go to the back catalog, not this one. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You had a backlog. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a fart. A story of involuntary backlogs. <laughs> You're so good. I missed you so much. I missed you. But anyway, working on the new hour, I was sort of joking to somebody that I was like, Matthew McConaughey always says, you got to have something to look forward to. Like that's <laughs> that's like people out here, they barely know the outside world exists. Anyway, uh, he says, you got to have something to look forward to and something to look up to, like a higher power, all that stuff. And, and I, I was always like that folksy fucking cracker barrel bullshit. And I was like, nah. God damn McConaughey's right. And Always. and like <laughs> it's not just something to look forward to, but like having a project, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and getting someone else involved in it. Like you had an accountability group basically. We're gonna be reading this. Yeah. That's what stand-up is, is like the audience is your accountability group. Mm-hmm. So that's what gives it that energy and that urgency. Otherwise, I would never do it. Right. But you're protecting yourself from humiliation that's right. and pain. Yep. 
like we were saying with, you know, I have my second book idea and I'm like, when I'm ready to write it, I'll sell it. And really I'm, I'm wanting the deadline. The deadline will make me write it. Mm -hmm. But fuck that. That wasn't even my point. My point is tinkering with this hour and moving the pieces around like a printing press, mm -hmm. you know, like an old printing press and you're moving the type around, mm -hmm. you know, those black cubes. Oh yeah. 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 And you're going to roll the ink onto it. I so you're moving it. it around and your hands are dirty with the ink and That's it's, right. it's like gritty and interesting. But I'm yeah. like, you know, there's the doc crew following me and I'm like, yeah, this is the most interesting time. Yeah. It it's is. like, what do, what do we do? But I also catch myself having so much more meaning mm -hmm. and purpose Mm -hmm. in my life, even if it's something, you know, I, I wouldn't say inconsequential, but I, 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 it's not like I'm building a log cabin because winter is coming, but I'm, I have the same satisfaction mm -hmm. that I'm making this thing and you're making these poems. And it's, it's just great to have purpose is such a important factor in happiness, mm -hmm. human happiness. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. And I remember it being my favorite part of <clears throat> crashing too, when you, Mm. when we would be in the edit eating pretzels and salads from tender greens that we found out were 2,000 calories. Oh my God, the happy <laughs> vegan with dressing is like 1,700 calories. It's like more than your, yeah, yeah. it's your daily Fuck. allotment of calories. When a salad fucks you <clears throat> like that, you're like, I thought we had a deal. I thought we were friends. Yeah, we exactly. had a deal. <laughs> yeah. If I'm eating crunchy bunches with mm -hmm. a fork <laughs> yeah. you don't fuck me don't. and it's like sorry dude you just ate a, a fucking in and out burger yeah like, eat shit dude. i know i know but that's why that deal. vegan's so happy it's because it's just <laughs> filled i think it was a happy it. vegan with tuna or something like it was a lot i don't yeah i sorry this is boring i just dressing is where you get fucked yeah <laughs> anyway but i i loved that feeling of like we have the puzzle yeah editing the show and yeah and you just and it did feel artistic yeah no it does yeah all right mid rolls yeah there's only one mid roll it's for ritual ritual.com slash weird <laughs> i just recorded it <laughs> okay so like i could just say like dudes ladies it's a great multivitamin but nah fuck this roll it <laughs> This episode is brought to us by our friends at Ritual Multivitamins. They also make my favorite prebiotic, postbiotic, and probiotic all in one. They're Symbiotic Plus. It's a huge part of my gut health regimen. It's also the only multivitamin that I've ever taken and seen real difference. What does that mean? It means I take it in the morning and I'm ready to face my day. It doesn't get peed out. Everybody that I talk to about multivitamins says the same thing. It doesn't get absorbed. You just pee it out. It turns your pee into like predator blood like neon colors this one doesn't do that because it waits until it's in your lower intestine to break down so it can be absorbed and into your body i was always having vitamin deficiencies when i went to the doctor ritual has taken a huge crack at that and made a big big difference in my life so you can talk about fantasy football with your friends all day but asking them for health advice isn't really the move ritual takes the guesswork out of the vitamin game their multivitamin for men is based on science to help fill common nutrient gaps in the diet and level up your nutrient goals. It is an all-around win. It's scientifically developed 
with high quality key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. It's two, it's your new type of two-a-days for helping support heart health with omega-3 DHA to normal muscle function and normal immune function with vitamin D3. This small step can have a major impact that is certainly true for me. It is traceable, it is vegan-friendly, non-GMO, sugar-free, gluten-free, major allergen-free, doesn't break a fast, doesn't upset your stomach if you're fasting, which is huge for me. Capsules delayed release, as I mentioned, and even has a minty essence in every bottle to keep things fresh and help make taking your multis every day actually enjoyable. And as I said, I blend it with their Symbiotic Plus for my gut health. It's like a second brain. You got to keep that microbiome all healthy and running smooth and get those, fill those gaps. It's huge. Support your body. Support this show. I take it every single day. You guys should get into it as well. Essential for Men is a quality multivitamin from a company you can actually trust. And get this, Ritual is offering my listeners 30% off, 30% off your first month. Visit ritual.com slash weird to start Ritual or add Essential for Men to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash weird. All right, we're back. Um... It's funny when I, I don't want to get into every nook and cranny of this, but like while you were gone, I did get my dad. Remember, I, I kind of alluded oh, yeah. to that story that my dad said something about my body that hurt my feelings. Um, <laughs> this is a, yeah. it's yeah. a doozy. I, I don't even I don't know how much of this I want to unpack. I just want to say, I, here's the parts that I find like headline super interesting to me. Yeah. So in, from my uh, perspective i was swimming i took my shirt off my dad made a joke about the man's ear mm-hmm. and then i said geez dad what what an a-hole or something like that and then <clears throat> i just couldn't shake that like it really bothered me like my feelings had been hurt for a long time turns out my dad's feelings were hurt because i said geez dad what an asshole right yeah. which i thought was a little bit different than saying like you're an ass you know I, yeah. I still think it is yeah like geez dad what an asshole like i thought that yeah. was like kind of like a funny way yeah like i'm leaning on a jukebox just kind of like like your buddy yeah but it was and especially I, like with Bo- a bostonian blue collar that's what i thought and, yeah but you never know and also it did really hurt your feelings so you were speaking out of it came out of a, a flare-up of which oh my was a hundred percent appropriate no i understand the 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 headline of the story though was one a psychic phenomenon I think is that I feel like my parents know when I'm alone with Leela I yeah. I just feel like we've had a couple big throwdowns and it's always when I'm alone with Leela <laughs> so here I am alone with Leela we went to a nice breakfast and my dad texts me like hey when you have a private moment can you call me and of course I'm like something's wrong medically something yeah. like bad happened so i step away from the table and i call him right away and he just wanted uh he to tell me that his feelings were hurt mm-hmm. from what i said which i understand that that's that's i'm not like what i'm like okay sure but then i i was like thinking of james finley and james was like what would it be like if you said you know your truth and i tried and i was like well, with that i i understand i hurt your feelings but you know you hurt my feelings and wouldn't it? And I said those. I and was this proud is of after it. you apologized. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you, I said I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but you know, you, I, you hurt my feelings, and wouldn't it? I said, wouldn't it be nice if you apologized to me? Mm-hmm. And he goes, I was joking. Yeah, I'm joking, Peter. And I go, I know, but like, 
and it just wasn't happening. Ugh. And what, and I've been doing this line on stage as I go, <laughs> anytime I've asked my dad for an apology, I end up apologizing to him for having my feelings hurt. Yes. Like I'm which, so, which really I can attest to happens every time. And, but, but this is the great part of it. Um, See, I'm so, there's like this fear. I, I want to be clear. Like everything's cool. We ended up sewing it up. Everything's fine. See that I'm still kind of like. Ha, ha, ha. I think this is the safe place to be mad about it. I mean, I, I don't want to make you feel when anything I do that, you're not. I'm mad about it. I'll I just hear say. you. When I did that bit on stage, seeing people like dozens of people at Largo nodding when I said that. Anytime I've wanted an apology from my parents for having hurt feelings, I've ended up apologizing for having my feelings hurt. And then yeah. just seeing people nodding, mm -hmm. I was like, ugh, this is what a gift stand up is to sure. take these intolerable, unprocessed, uncomfortable feelings and turn them into a joke and mm -hmm. then see people. I'm like, that's a true gift. Mm -hmm. And then this is what I, this is actually what I sat down to write when I shit my pants is I, <laughs> <laughs> is I called my parents a few days later on Sunday and we had a nice chat and, and I talked to my dad and, and I was like, you know, real, like I told Flanny at Largo, I was like, I'm this close to calling my dad, sir. Like that's how close things are getting to just be like, yes, sir, please mm. don't give up on me, sir. Just because I'm so scared mm. of them being upset. Yes. And I, I, uh, where was I going? Oh, I don't remember. I told Flanny, it was like, it's nice that they, ha he called the audience like your jury. You get to kind of like mm. air the case again yeah. and get that solidarity. <laughs> But when I sat down and shit my pants, what I was going to write was I was like, you need to know that nothing, the, the trauma cycle in my family is there's a dust up. Jeez, you looked so sad just then. It's just because I really need like to have a coughing fit, but I don't want to interrupt this. It's such a Go good. <coughs> Are you... God. Yeah, it's okay. Is it so loud? No. You're fine. Mm, okay. I, we, I, I never have, and I really think this is valuable. I hope people get value out of this. I never feel closer and more loving kind of to both of my parents. Yeah. Than after a conflict. Yes. I called my mom on Sunday. Ugh. So there's all of this uncomfortable, there's anger. Like at points I was like shaking. I was just so <clears throat> upset. Then I called back and I and I did the like, just kind of, I'm sorry, like totally put my feelings away phone call. Yes. And just administered what I thought he needed me to say and hear and feel and all of that and hear him. But I did put all my stuff aside, which was not easy to do. <clears throat> And then when I called my parents on Sunday, when my mom answered the phone, it was like, talk about serotonin or, or oxytocin. Like, I just got this huge hit yes. from just hearing my mom's voice. Yeah. And suddenly, her dream come true, any parent's dream come true, is I really needed her. Yeah. And she was like, I was there when your father called you, just so you know. And I'm like... Oh, God. I'm like, mama. Yes. But here's what's fucked up about it. And here's what I hope is helpful is like, it's real. It's like, I'm yeah. actually, and I'm saying the kindest things to my mother. I'm mm -hmm. being like, mom, we needed each other. I need you. Like, we, I know we've had times where I'm like, 
oh, it's so it got a little weird with me and you, but I understand. Like it was any port in the storm because yeah. she's gotten to a really nice place where she will apologize for like blurring the lines and maybe leaning on me too much as a child. And I'm like, <clears throat> mom, you were doing what you needed to do and I was doing what I needed to do and it, and it was working. It wasn't right or great or ideal, but it worked. We It's what we needed to do. Yeah. And like this effusive, beautiful, reasonable, not like totally reverting to old patterns, but like loving, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. great conversation. Then I get on the phone with my dad. He's, he, and, I, and I go, I, I don't want to assume everything's okay. And he goes, it is okay, Peter. And I'm like, ah! and I hung up the phone and I was like, oh my God, like the drug of reconciliation of. Sure. So I did the work on it. I was like, I still think my safety is hinged on their well-being, on their happiness. Yeah. And I was like, so I wrote that out. I was like, my safety is dependent on my parents either understanding and knowing me in a way that I appreciate. Mm-hmm. In a way that I define understanding and knowing, mm-hmm. or is is uh, my safety is contingent on their happiness? Mm-hmm. And just unpacking that, I was like, "What? Yeah, like, is it true? No, I've been safe this whole time. You are safer without them, but at it, all. yeah, it, it, certainly. <laughs> but that it, that's uh, the whole thing. Is there is all of this talk I do about my parents is hinged in like almost a resentment." on how they can flip the switch up and they can flip it down. That's right. And I friggin' hate it. I of can't. Course. It's so hard. And that's why the the survival strategy is like, let's keep things kind of surface. Let's not ask for apologies anymore. That's for fucking sure. Yeah. Let's not even voice. I'm not saying this is great, but I'm like, it's so... There's so many cobwebs in that cave and so many black widows on those webs. And and yeah. you don't have a torch and it's dark. And it's so you're just like, and it is not safe to reach out. Do whatever you need to do so you can turn around. It, it, it's weird, but like, <clears throat> we just have friends that are like, no, speak your truth. And I'm like, and we've made this point before, but I'm like, it's so costly. It's I tried. Safe. Yeah, I know. I was on the phone and I was going like, I hear, and I'm saying, I'm sorry, I hurt your friends, but you hurt my feelings. It was a joke, Peter. I'm like, this is really hard for me yes. to experience <laughs> this disappointment. <laughs> that could, could be, be true. true. Everybody together. <laughs> I'm just out, I'm out here saying a couple things. I'm out here. <laughs> I'm out here saying a couple things to everybody. I don't want people to feel those nods that I got when I was like, do you know what it's like when you want this and you actually end up giving them what you want? Yes. And people are like, yes. Do you know what it's like when like you resent that there's so much need and love and care and anger and despair and sad? It's not <clears throat> as up. simple as the anger that I sometimes just convey yeah. Because that's the funny version. Yeah. It's this tenderness and this brokenness and this mama and this daddy. It's it's mm-hmm. so fucking vulnerable. Oh, yeah. And and the and when I say man, I just mean the grown-up in me. Mm-hmm. Like, I, Leela 
is always stealing my juggling balls. Somebody told me how good juggling is for your <laughs> mental health. So I've been learning how to juggle. It's um, just only the most adorable thing in the world. That I do this? To watch you juggling. Oh my God. It's well, I'm like, not very good at it. It's very cute. Well, I went from zero to being able no, to- No, you're Oh yeah, it. no, no, I know no, you're not I would say you are good at it. I just think it's I can so, do four rounds It's like if you were it. watching me learn to roller skate. Oh like, yeah. It's the cutest thing. No, it's darling. But I noticed when Leela's, because they're fun, pink, yeah. heavy, soft balls, she's always, <laughs> I know, I know. Why do they have to be pink? <laughs> but she's always taking the juggling balls and she's, she's always losing them. Mm-hmm. And after this dust up and before the resolution, I, I just was like, where are my juggling balls? Like I couldn't find one of them. Yeah. And it really bothered me yeah. in a way... That obviously I didn't tell Leela this, but I was like, there's this feeling of like, can't I have anything? Yeah. You know what I mean? Of course. Can't I have and, anything? And can't anyone consider me? That's what it was. That's what it, it is. The, it's just so interesting that theater and movies and music use symbols. And I'm like, we use symbols. The juggling balls were my feelings. Yes. And where are they? And it's significant <laughs> that it's your daughter. Like, what a perfect example of how this shit gets transferred down. You've done enough work that you didn't lose it on her, I'm sure. Oh, right. No, and it, you she, doesn't, d- even and she know. doesn't know. But like, <laughs> but you could see the temptation yeah. to just hand it right through the line of like, yes, now this is your problem yes, because I can't contain and it. And to have even more compassion it. for people that might lose <clears throat> it in moments like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, of course. Uh, you know, I don't it's have to tell happen. people how special our life is. It is. And yeah. because of that, there's more sleep, me time, recovery. Yeah. Fucking cut to me in a goddamn sauna. Like that's special stuff. And I need that. Yeah. And it helps not lose it. But but it's it's interesting how much how much there is there and and we've made this point before but I'm like no wonder I go up on stage and try to get everybody to feel a certain way because nothing thrills me more mm-hmm. and actually the best place to be going on stage I had a great show at Largo that was before the resolution my show was at Largo on Saturday and I went up with this urgency mm. to have someone and it's not. I, this isn't my favorite thing about myself, but I was like, I need you to see me and, and tell me I'm okay yeah. with the laughter. Right. And it fucking it. matters. Mm-hmm. Well, and I don't think that there's an, I don't think it that's bad. Like, cause we can reparent each other. Yeah. And that's what you're asking for in that situation. Now, the audience can be beautiful. It doesn't have to just be the sad clown. Oh, you believe the laughs? They don't care about you. I was like, no, there's a connection. There's a con- yeah, there's a thing that's being seen. You know, and me seeing them. And it's you turning your defenses and your, you know, your reactions to your wounds into something that literally brings other people joy. Yeah. So it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wanted to say so many things about that, <clears throat> but. You know, I'm still mad about it. Yeah, well, just, you just know I am. I'm still raw about it, and I'm. I'm just so you know, like I'm. I'm keeping it light because I'm just. I still have this feeling of like uh, an angry dad coming up the stairs and being mad at me, and I'm yeah. just like, I know that's irrational, but I'm just like, 
I'm not ready to have the vent yet. Absolutely. And I wouldn't ask you no, to. No, I know. I'm yeah. just letting you know. You'll you'll do that on your own time when your body is safe. You've had zero time to process this because you've well, been with Well, that's the Leela. other thing. So I would put a TV show in front of Leela and I'm like, where do I go to like let this out? I don't yeah. even know how to let it out. Yeah. There's actual like body movements you can do to let it out. But when I'm with Leela and I get triggered in that way, I have to, and I told you this too, I have to just tell my body like, hey, we can't process this right now, but I'm not forgetting you. So like I will get you somewhere safe and we'll let this go. Yeah. But like, I'm realizing I haven't really done it yet. Of course. And that, and it, it'll, you know, all you have to do is when you're alone, like get yourself, your body to feel safe and then let it do its own thing. You yeah. don't have to really think about it or do anything else. Yeah. Um, but I just, you know, I wanted to say like, the the main thing I wanted to say is, of course, there is a resentment at how much it affects you. And if that resentment, when you have and when you can turn that resentment into a compassion of like, that's why the child self thing is helpful because it isn't all of you. You, you can even, you vocalized several different parts perspective on this mm. one interaction already mm. so it's sort of just recognizing those different parts like you have the protector who was angry appropriately protecting your your tender child self then you had the child that was like mm, no dad's mad i'm gonna just do whatever it takes to get him to be happy again yeah you know and then you had the child self also that was reaching out for your mom's comfort yeah and so we don't have to resist that part of you. We have to say, of course, your child self is always going to want its mommy to be the one to step in that role. Yeah. Even though I do think, I, I don't know is this for a fact, but I wouldn't be surprised if that is a very common pattern of abuse is mm. we get each other all messed up and worked up yeah, so that like, then we need each other. Yeah. And that's the it's only like way we can be tender with each other. And then I was like, I was tender to my dad. And even though I still have these feelings, there is this like, but it's, it, it's complicated, but it's, but it's, but there's a lot of love. It's complicated because it's also different parts. So, yeah. so just acknowledging all of the different parts and saying like, you're not going to fault a child for wanting to please their dad and wanting to run to their mom for safety. Of course, your child yeah. self will always want to do that. And that's There's what's so hard. Like if there was a room in this house and there were two buttons, one was you will be so upset, sad, and angry that you won't be able to function for 14 days. There's a big red button that does that. <laughs> yeah. And there's one that goes like, you'll be flowing with love, but also this weird sort of childlike, like it's just so gooey and vulnerable and childish and yeah. uh, those yeah. two buttons. And they're like very sensitive buttons. Like you get pushed and you didn't even know you pushed them. I'd board up that room. Yeah. And that's, and that's what we're dealing with. Can I also say, <clears throat> I obviously, one of the ways I process things in general is through the cinema. And I, I, I watch <laughs> cinema. I'm convinced that uh, the Bourne movies, the Jason mm -hmm. Bourne movies, are about 
a lot of things. There's a lot of ways to take them, but one of them is is your parents. It's like trying oh, yeah. to get over. Your parents are the program that indoctrinated you mm-hmm. and taught you. They keep saying like, "Do you will you accept this program?" And he's like, "I can't." And they waterboard him and stuff because you have to. You have to accept their genes and their yeah. teaching. And the, who are these people? And I didn't ask for this, and it's it entails all these things I didn't want. And then you have all these skills because of your trauma, mm-hmm. and you're good. And so Jason Bourne is the protector. I'm almost done, by the way. This is a snooze, but I'm just like Jason Bourne is the protector. He's angry, yeah, and he's a killer. Mm-hmm. So he's the protector. But then I was like, this is in the Born Ultimatum. What is he trying to do? He's setting up a rendezvous with a reporter, mm-hmm. the record keeper. Yes. He this wants great He wants them to, yeah, <laughs> I could cry. He wants to break the story. Yeah. And what happens? The parents, the CIA, send an assassin to... And it murders the reporter before he can break the story. That's right. Don't let it get to the light. Don't tell people. That's so because powerful. you'll kill us. You're killing your mother. Yeah. You, you know, so it and kills. And this is them. our family agreement. Yes. And you cannot get out of it. It. I have the chills. It blew me away. That's incredible. He's not trying to kill his family. No. He's trying to get the truth on record. Yes. And they won't even let him do that. That's right. And then he finally gets there. And then I was like, I had it all broken down. I was like, Pamela Landy who's the good agent who's trying to help. It's like his wife, mm. I think. And Marie, who's his girlfriend, I think is his mother mm. who dies. Mm. So the agency kills his mother. It's wow. very sort of, she's like a victim. Right. The mother like dies in yeah. this toxic It's like ex, ex Machina, the mother character dies. Yeah, the, which, which is trapped. a lot of the mothers die before they die. Yeah, it's, exactly. a, it's a classic trope Mm -hmm. she's stuck in it she can't escape Mm -hmm. they murder your mother in india (laughs) in a jeep (laughs) and then you're even more angry Mm because the the like father cia killed mom and now you're after them wow but then there's a a wife pamela landy who is your new reparenting partner who's trying to get you to come in and understand you Mm -hmm. and you're trying and ultimately you need them to do it and then when you get face to face with your father you don't kill them but you say your truth and 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 you're and you're finally heard it's fucking the fucking born born (laughs) guys i don't know if there's anyone that's gotten more juice out of the born trilogy (laughs) and i do call it a trilogy because i don't quite call the one after the born legacy or whatever don't really include it although i like it uh, I do like the first three. Anyway, I that, love that. That's, that's great parts work. And you can name those parts, those characters. Yeah, it's no, it very helps. very helpful. No, my born is really like yeah. flared up. but And I want the reporter and you're my Pamela Landy. Oh, Ooh, she's a okay. Okay. Yeah, she's fierce. Well, she's is said, she the one that's from um, 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 Pleasantville? I think so. Yeah, but she sits down with the CIA and she's rough with them, and mm. she's always advocating like I don't think he's a threat. I think he's just he's trying to come in and all this stuff. Like yeah. he's trying to like make it right. He he doesn't want to kill us, but all the men are like he's trying to take down this agency and like they're fucking wow. It's it's what a great movie. It yeah. made me go like there is a movie. I don't know if I'm the one to write it, but 
you could, to all the screenwriters out there, you got to reverse engineer these characters and go like, we have the protector, we have the mm -hmm. the child, we have the, all this stuff. Most yeah. movies just are about the protector. Iron Man's the protector, Captain America's the protector, yeah. you know what I mean? And then they're interesting and engaging because you get to see their vulnerability as well. Mm -hmm. And we relate to it. And you also need the different kinds of helpers and the different kinds of yeah. people along the way. I think you could imp impose this lens on most seemingly stupid movies meaning stupid meaning light popcorn movies but the reason they're huge hits is because you go that's me running from my family oh yeah that's me running from my programming or that's me running from my ego you could look at it a lot of ways yeah the the familiarity uh, like you it's on levels that you're not even fully aware of all you know is that that's you exactly really right. care about this character and you know when it's wrong out of this you yeah. know when it's wrong that's right yeah. that's what's really interesting yeah. and that's what's interesting about mythology in general mm -hmm. when people just go like oh that's just a story someone made up i'm like it's a story that someone reached into their heart and pulled out and if it didn't touch other people's hearts in mm -hmm. a true way it wouldn't be around 5,000 years later, yeah. fucking nuts. <laughs> you go make up a story that people will still be telling in 5,000 years. Yeah. You fucking smug bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, well, I'm I, really I proud of you. I was talking to the Phantom of Bill Maher just then. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, alive. <laughs> New rule. Yeah, yeah. but he, he Phantom came in. Yeah. Um, um, I am really proud of you. This is not easy work, and to share it what while you're still yeah, kind I feel of in it, naked right now, but yeah, but that's that's a true sign that it's really helping other people. I appreciate it, and it's a beautiful thing to give to show someone your work in progress. Feelings. Well, that's that's why I kept addressing the audience. I don't always do that, but I'm like. This isn't just my venting. I, I want people to be like, oh, I'm not alone. Yes. And that, and that matters. And, you know, I've already shit my pants this week, so that's <laughs> uh, going to take way, the, the gold for the weirdest thing that's happened to me not, this week. Not to, not to take the levity out of that, but I do think that's probably related. The Shitting fact, my pants? The fact that oh, you, yeah. you, were si no. and you were sitting down to write something about, about my parents. Your parents. Yeah. Your body. I'm just, also, I'm not a diarrhea boy. I wish no, I you're, was. I you're love not. it. Just run it out like I pee know. Pee. You're, yeah, you have the opposite problem. Um, <laughs> what, rock hard, dark browns? Well, no, I just mean that you're like always trying to poop flowier. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's edit this to the beginning because this is the best part. This, like if we start, we should start doing what other podcasts do where you give a clip of the oh, interview in the beginning. Oh, my and God. We do, but we start with this one, the first one ever. Whoa. But I think your body has wisdom and it's ready to purge some stuff out, <laughs> whether you're ready for there it or was, not. There was a real... And there, you know, not we're we're almost done here, but I'm just saying like... There's also this twisting of my guts. Of course. To be having this conversation while Leela would leave the table and come over to me and I'd have to go into that mode mm. and drop it and be like, "Hey Leela, it's okay. I'll be right be right with you." So I was like, uh, Yeah, it's it's really a wonder I'm not shitting my pants right right now." now. <laughs> All right. I love you. I'm really proud of you. Thank you, Mama. I feel that. I love you too. All right, everybody. Wow, there you go. There's an episode for you. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, smoke it in the smoker and serve it in Austin. Oh, is that Joe Rogan at the other table? It is. And you know what? He's keeping it crispy. <laughs> <laughs>